0: session. I often bounce around in my chair and dance a little bit to my music. I, I don't know why i I just do It's very happy. It's very happy tonight we're gonna do a plot drift, and um Julie and I had talked a lot about Don Epps as a character, so when she agreed to do a plot drift tonight, I thought, well, I'll give her a don Don Epps prop prompt, and she wanted to do a um a prompt based on our November challenge where you take a character and put him down in the new world well hello Don Epps they going to go to Atlantis and Jilly's going to be doing the plot drift and um, we'll see how it goes and oh my goodness I'm um, pretty sure that's you
1: that's is me. that you? okay yep. <laughs> the
0: music does make me bounce around in my seat that's why I picked it it's good music it's very happy,
1: which can oh, be deceiving it started sometimes.
0: Off as, it started off as your music for short and junk. Um, yeah. So um, I always associate it with, oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> your story's all flat and junk, <laughs> which happened to <laughs> me today. It's, it's, oh, Story, Stories do do that sometimes. By so the way, so I, got I, some I listened to right Right before the um this podcast, I listened to last night's podcast because I was missing an action last night. And I have mm-hmm. to add, I, I totally agreed with your top five and of Lady Holders um editions, but I have to add the wall of tags. It's only an AO three thing. <laughs> but if you have oh, a five thousand word story and a hundred and seventy eight tags, I ain't, I ain't clicking on that shit. Just that pure spite. If you're scrolling and I'm scrolling and I have a 19 inch monitor, I have two 19 inch monitors, become spoiled rotten. Um, And I had to have a command center. Uh, And um, if I'm scrolling more than three times to get through your tags, I'm not reading your shit either. (laughs) Just no. But my biggest (laughs) problem with tags are people who use tags for warnings. Yeah. Especially if they've got like a hundred tags and their warning is buried in the tag, it's a risky proposition because you go, you know, am I going? Is there something in this tag I need to see? Because all I see is blather, and then oh, there it is, third from the end, rape. you yeah, like, excuse me, could we call a little bit more attention to that? A hundred and twenty tags down and to the left. Also. If your story has fifty warnings and it's a thousand words and it's complete, I'm not reading it.
2: <laughs>
1: that makes
0: no sense. You cannot fit fifty characters and fifty warnings into a thousand words. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could fit every person on Earth into a single sentence. Because I just I you did. did that once. Everyone agreed, <laughs> wasn't it? Everyone agreed, and everyone agreed. But it was it was um that thing where um, Riddle was uh, fucking his snake, and Hermione called him a nasty bastard or something like that. And everyone agreed. <laughs> and everyone agreed. And everyone did. <laughs> okay, get started. Don Epps is born in the es- the Stargate universe. And he is on the Atlantis mission. So even though Kira put this out like an hour ago, I saw it like ten minutes ago. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so when doing a, something like this, which is where we're taking a complete AU of the situation and Don's life circumstances don't exist, the first thing I have to decide is how much how many of the um of his circumstances as we sell them in numbers, do I want to keep? Do I want to keep his family structure? Do I want to keep, um, you know, any, it, you know, what are his, are his interests basically the same? How what's he like in this? And I'm basically gonna go with the idea he's still. Um, oh my God, I can't remember the Epps mom's name.
1: Oh, I can't remember her name either. It.
0: We'll call her Epps mom, mom, mama Epps, mama Epps, and she's still the son of Mama and um, Alan Epps. And Charlie's still his brother, so I'm still going to go with the same basic family unit. Um, and um, I'm going to say Dom went into the military instead of going uh, off to play baseball. Yeah, so he, I'm going to say he's a Marine. And now I have to decide: Do I want him to go on the original mission, or when they restaffed at the end of season one? Hmm, because he'd been—he, I think, someone as competent as Don would have made a big difference in how season one went down. But would he have butt heads with John? Because at that age, he's a similar age to John. So this isn't going to be a low-ranking Marine unless he's a non-officer. But that doesn't really no, fit with Don's. No, it doesn't. Ambition. Let's say he's an officer, and I think that for him, and if he's a Marine, if he's a Marine, and he was under, why am I blanking on the freaking names? Tonight is going to be that kind of night. Sumner's. If he was under Sumner's command, he would have probably been um, um, senior to Don. Uh, not Don. Senior to John. So he would have actually taken probably, um, as opposed to them, because there were there were no senior um, Marine officers um, other than Sumner really on the expedition. No, just, just a couple it, of lieutenants. Ford was yeah. one. He's the yep. only one we really see. But there was another lieutenant who died during the Nanite episode, I think. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't Miller a lieutenant? Maybe. Anyway, so there are a, couple, there are a few little, few, few, few lieutenants they sent out there, and they sent out um, a, a colonel and this random major who was sort of in the chain of command, but not really. So that whole that whole setup didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, but I'm gonna say that I don't wanna I don't wanna dink with season one too much. I don't wanna deal with how the. Margaret. Margaret, thank you. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> I was um, over here googling it. <laughs> no, Bates is a sergeant. Bates was not a lieutenant. Bates was the ranking NCO, so yeah, he wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm he wasn't an officer. But if it had been me. Um, one of my first acts as as, um, as leader of the expedition, as a military, I, as John, I would have promoted um, Bates to captain. Yeah, I'd have just because he had more experience than Ford, and it was just bizarre that Ford had was second in command of the whole of everything. Um, and it being in the position they they were in, he should have had the authority to brevet his rank to captain. Just as a field promotion, I mean, because he needed somebody in a role. It just... Hmm. Yeah, they did. And so it makes sense that, you know, they brought in more senior officers when they basically restaffed. I mean, I... It's sort of, they went, they staffed for the more the Marine model than the Air Force model. So I did some looking into this in the, in like the ratios of uh, in, uh, enlisted men to officers, and it's the, um, the highest uh, percentage of officers is in the Air Force and the lowest percentage is in the Marines. So the Marines has a lot more um, non-commissioned people than, and the Air Force has a lot more commission, So uh, I think it's something like three to one in the Air Force and ten to one in the Marines. It's not an insignificant difference. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it and it would make sense that um, that if they were primarily going staffing their military with Marines, that there would be very few officers and um, a lot more um, enlisted men. At least that was my interpretation of how they tried to make sense of the fact that they went out there with. A couple of lieutenants and a colonel. (laughs) Right? Well, if you wanted to bring him out second wave, but you wanted to keep but you want to keep his ambition, maybe he's former military and now he's a civilian on the mission. And John activates him to get some more leadership in the military or ask him to join Or to you know, basically, you know what I mean. Mm Mhm. Yeah. So he would be John second. Instead of that way, if if you didn't want to um, disrupt that part of the SGA canon, otherwise, you could have him come out in a place of, um, is it Elliot? Elliot, what's that dude's name that got fucked up by the race? What's his name? What was his no Ellis was the asshole on the ship. That dude always plays an asshole. I love him though i I think <laughs> he's great. um, the one that came out um everett thank you penn thank you oh everett Everett, everett. huh. Hmm. Now that has some interesting possibilities. Is how 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 Don would be if Don came in place of Everett. And Everett's a colonel, a full bird. So yeah. even if John got his promotion, he still wouldn't outrank. so i'm I'm toying with an idea okay but i'm trying to i'm trying to think through the ramifications what if so i'm i'm assuming if the if the if if the SGC had an iota of sense. They Well, no, actually, I'm, I just I just answered my own question, because I was to say that they probably searched military DNA databases and probably even some federal databases for um, the ATA gene, but clearly they didn't, otherwise they would have found John in some way other than accidental, um, at least not at that point in time. Hmm. Okay, so I have to put that, and that probably doesn't work. Um, so what I was thinking about was that maybe, because um, even if you're in, a, in an alternate universe, when you think about what is core to a character, so in terms of Charlie, he's going to be a genius in any universe you put him in, right? Right. Um, so I, my, the idea I had kind of was that what if the SGC was recruiting Charlie, and um what you could do and probably make some fans lose their fucking mind is that you could slot Don into John Shepherd's role. Uh the original definition of a fusion. Yes. <laughs> It hurts my heart a little bit because, you know, I'm a John fan. It hurts fan. my heart, too. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> People are all kind of going, what? You can't do that. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> she certainly could do that. And that's the kind of decisions that I want you to think about when you're moving into November is that um, that you can make those kinds of um astronomical changes um to your um um to your your world when you're putting your new character down in a new world that you know Don Epps could literally take John Shepherd's place and it would be a really good fit. he wouldn't be the same kind of commander that John is, but he does have the same um honor about him and the, the sense of um justice about him uh to be perfectly honest, uh, the character of Don is much more competent in Canon than John. I don't think I would replace John, but I do think that I might replace Elizabeth. I love doing that that's that's my favorite thing to do, but I'm thinking that instead of replacing her, do you remember in season two when after that whole Michael debacle? Yeah, and Michael and and they called recalled Elizabeth back to um, Earth to question her about how that whole Michael situation had gotten so out of hand, and now they were race headed for Earth and all that kind of thing. What if instead of letting Elizabeth go back, they replaced Elizabeth with Dawn? Oh, That they decided that the whole Michael thing was an extreme lapse in judgment? and that um, they were going to get someone who was, um, and maybe Don is a civilian, maybe he's former military, and he's working with the IOA because Charlie is working with the IOA? There's a character in the SGA, and he is, um, it's SG-1. He ends up in In two thousand ten, that's the episode he was married to sam carter but in in because two thousand ten didn't happen and they didn't do they you know the time jump and all that stuff um he ends up going to that world and he sacrifices himself so Sam can survive um, another suggestion you put Don in that role, but maybe a role similar to it where he's on um I think that guy was a junior senator. But what if you made Don like a a first-term senator who found out about the Stargate program and found out his brother was involved, and he didn't know it before? Ooh, I like that. So he doesn't go for re-election. He kind of moves into like Homeworld Security. And then when Elizabeth fucks up, he lobbies to take her place because Charlie wants to go to Atlantis. Oh, I like that a lot. And that gives him a a motivation that's very clear because, you know, he wants Charlie to advance, but he also would not want Charlie to go to another fucking galaxy without him. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. You could make Don a former um, Marine who, like, uh, ran on that ticket, you know, like McCain did. Yeah. Or like, um, (laughs) I'm having really bad brain farts tonight in terms of names. The woman. Um, The woman who. um, Gifford. Yeah. Yeah. Senator Gifford, um, I can draw it. That's what I'm blanking on is her first name. Not Gabrielle. Deborah, Gabrielle. Gabrielle. Or Tammy Duckworth, yeah. Of course, you, you don't want to give Don that kind of injury because he would not be – he would be a liability on Atlantis. Um right, exactly. But, but, so, but yeah, I mean, if he's a, you know – That gives him a double-edged sword next to Elizabeth. He's served in the military. He's um, worked in government. Uh, he has a really super bright genius little brother that he's not going to let go to another galaxy without him. And Rodney really wants him. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was pretty... That was mid to late season two. So... Um, if Rodney recruited Charlie like when they when they restaffed um, when they did the second wave at the beginning of season two um, I'm probably going to go with the whole idea that Charlie turned it down initially for his family's sanity um, mm-hmm. but when Don finds out about the program he finds out that this is what Charlie hasn't been able to tell him that he's so interested in and um Decides to stick his finger in it. Yeah, big time. So he goes to Atlantis. That's right after. um, Oh, that's uh, um, beginning of season three. So that's during the whole Allies thing. This is terrible, but one way you could couch it, Charlie, absolutely could not leave Earth, is because that he and Don are all each other has. That both oh, their parents are gone. Oh, my heart hurts. Oh, my heart hurts. I know. I know. He's my favorite on the whole show, but it would give um, more weight to Charlie staying behind on Earth for Don. Yeah, it really would. No, she's talking about Alan Epps being dead. Uh, I'm thinking Larry, um Maybe Larry's already on Atlantis. There. Yeah, I thought I was just thinking is Larry's probably already on on Atlantis. He probably took the job. They both maybe sending, they both are recruited. Sending Charlie awesome pictures of places he can't go. <laughs> maybe they both are recruited and Charlie encouraged um Larry to accept and now he's kind of, you know, at loose ends. Cuz he was at loose ends when Larry went into space. He really was. It was so cute and adorable. Yeah, I think that um as as sad as it would be if um if Alan isn't alive in this particular universe, it does give the brothers more glue.
1: Mhm. Yes, it really, Joseph really Saxon.
0: That's how I was talking about Lady Holder. Absolutely right. So Dawn and So Don agrees to go to Atlantis. He agrees to take the lead of the expedition. Um, And obviously that means Charlie gets to go. Um, One of my favorite characters on the show is um, Colby Granger. So I'm thinking that uh, I'm trying to find if he's already there or if Don um, recruits him. Because he wants somebody he knows and trusts. Senators are most often required to pay for their own security, their, their own private security, unless they're under an official threat and, and then they get secret service. What if Colby was like his personal security when he was um, a senator? Oh, I like that. and He takes them with him. And he's Army C I yeah he is former um, um, Army C I D so he has you know so he'll find things for him to do on the city yeah very and hot hit hit Larry. <laughs> yeah well you know um, I don't know how you feel about a pairing but one of the reasons why Colby might get a pass to go anyway is because him and Don are in a relationship. Hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I'll go out and run your city on the on the um, edge of forever, but I get to keep my boyfriend, <laughs> and my little brother <laughs> wants his own department. Hmm. Oh, I admit I do ship Charlie Colby pretty hard. Did you really? Pro- yeah, it's not like it's not like an OTP or anything. But there's about four episodes where Colby is just sort of chilling against a wall or something, watching Charlie with this weird little smile on his face. It's sort of adorable. Like I really don't understand you, but I'm fascinated anyway. Um, so I'm more inclined to put colby in bed with charlie but the dawn thing would work really well too well maybe charlie is working in the sgc and he's already met colby and maybe colby is still in the military he's part of an sg team Yeah, I think I could see Charlie, even if he didn't agree to go to Atlantis because of Dawn, I could see him staying with the SGC, though. So that would yeah. make sense. Because he's like, this is just too good. I have to work on this. And my screensaver just kicked on, so. Yeah, I have to move my mouse around a little bit. Yeah. Now, if you wanted to include Edgerton, he could already be on the city. He's a fighter. And if he had the least inclination that he could be out fighting aliens, he'd fucking be out fighting aliens. <laughs> yeah. Although Don could just have a look at the uh at the new mission commander, um, have a, a a look at the you know, the the skills and expertise in the staff list and just go, You guys have some glaring holes in your staffing. 'Cause they didn't as far as I know, they didn't have anybody who was an expert tracker until they got Ronan. No, and even then he wasn't trained. I mean, he just learned it on the on the go. From the opposite side of the big track. Right. I don't think they have any special ops on the city. That's one of the things I corrected in in one of my verses, because I don't think there are any out there. And how can you be running – I don't
1: (laughs) – there's lots of things wrong with that. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I
0: mean, I would think the first thing you would do with a situation like that, especially once race hatched a plan to head to Earth. Once – I mean, because maybe from way off, you know, galaxies away, they're looking at the threat of the race, and they're going – now wait a minute. These are basically big bugs who feed on life force. They're not a big threat. Never mind the fact that they have spaceships. But once they and then showed, fucking hive showed up in Earth, Earth orbit because it did. Yes. And but but once they showed the kind of manipulative planning that was necessary to um, deceive Michael and you know lure in the, um, the people of Atlantis into that plot to get the coordinates for Earth, um, that showed some serious planning. And it, they would just be stupid to dismiss them as a serious threat and not, like, send, like, all of SEAL Team 10 to Atlantis, like, right now. <laughs> well, all of them out there. Kill all the race.
1: <laughs> because, kind of, hello...
0: We're sending you, you know, all the SEAL Team 10's operations and administrative staff and everything. It's all going wholesale out there. Go make war on the Rays, kill bugs. Jilly secretly wants to rewrite Starship Troopers. <laughs> I do. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> I've, Not so I'm secretly. One those,
0: <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm. I probably seen Starship Troopers like I don't know, at least a dozen times.
1: It's one of those guilty
0: pleasure movies. I'm like, this is terrible, but I can't help it. I just got to watch it. I just really enjoy seeing that big vagina. I can't help
1: myself. (laughs) I can't help myself.
0: (laughs) I pointed that out to somebody. One of the first times I saw that movie, I pointed it out, the big vagina thing, and the person said, do you see sex everywhere? I'm like, no, I just see big vaginas on the screen. (laughs) How can you not see that fucking big vagina? It's not about me being sex obsessed. That's a big (laughs) (laughs) hoo-ha. It's a telepathic big hoo-ha, but it's still a big (laughs) hoo-ha. I read this terrible, awesome, amazing crackfic once where SGA, John's team was stuck in the big cave. And they had to rub a spot to get out. They had to. <laughs> they had to rub a what? They had to rub the key, the K's G spot to get out. No, no. Yes.
1: yes. They were in
0: a. They were in a vagina.
1: No oh, they
0: were. They were in a big giant vagina, and they had to like wiggle in a tunnel to get in. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: they,
0: and they all got so tickled. It was great. Oh, it was great. A cave, yeah. It was a cave of of um, The cave came Nacwida. That's what it was. Yes. It was great. <laughs> John and Rodney take turns bouncing on the G spot. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> I laughed until I hurt reading that fic. I, I wish I knew the name of it. I wish I knew the name because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. I definitely need to read that. I definitely need to read that one. Where is our fic ninja? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got motivation. We've got different paths for them. Um, I think. I think I'm gonna replace. Um. Oh, what's her name? This is just you know. Mentioned Swiss cheese earlier. This is my Swiss cheese with with names night. Give me a personality trait. I can probably tell you. She's the the the, the expedition psychologist. H- Heitmeier. Heitmeier. Kate Heitmeyer. Uh I'm going to replace her with Megan. Awesome. I like Megan better. Don't kill her.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not
0: going to kill her. Don't, have don't, very
2: good luck. <laughs>
0: don't yeah, there'll be no death. No death. Um so replace Kate Heitmeyer with with Megan. Um Okay, so we get everybody out there. And the question is so this is the way a lot of my plotting goes, is I have like I have all of this stuff and world building that happens and I get this idea and it's like okay and now it's all there and then what? <laughs> and then what? Well, what's the um That's early season 3. I remember what the fuck is going on in season 3. Oh, like the first episode after all that thing goes down is that dude with the weed that made everybody love him when John had a cold. Oh, Lucius? Yes, 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 yes. That actually could be a very funny way to – that episode was so bizarre. I found the Vagina Cave. You found the Vagina Cave? I found the Vagina Cave. It's a comment fic. What in the world is a comment fic? It's a bunch of people got together and did flash fic of the same thing. I think it happened uh-huh. during like an SGA uh, flash fic tree or something like that. I'm gonna put a link on this. (laughs) She clicked on it to read. (laughs) She's in the middle of her drift. She can't even help herself. (laughs) I can't help. I had had to. I had to preserve it. I can't afford to lose the link. I have to read this later. I won't read it now. I don't think. Okay, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta bring up a different window. You know it's gonna be amazing when the first line is it just me or is this K pulsing? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: amazing. <sighs> amazing. Okay, so you've got all your motivations and you've got your characters and you're gonna replace Heitmeyer with Megan who's already on the city. Um The only person I have to decide about is David, because if Colby goes with Don, um, so I want to keep David in. I like David. Um, I'll have David have come out in the second wave or something. He's on maybe on, Lauren's team or something. Ah, um, why don't you make the black guy the doctor? Didn't you ever get tired of that on SGS? Okay, the one black guy on Atlantis um runs off as a drug addict. Then they get yeah. a new one who looks more exotic with his braids. Did you know they actually told him he couldn't cut his hair because he wouldn't look alien without his dreadlocks? I'm sorry, but Jason Momoa is gonna look plenty exotic no matter what you do to his hair. I know, right? So you could make David Sinclair. um, You could put him in Jennifer Keller's role. Oh, I could dig that. Yeah. I'm dealing with Jennifer. Bye, Jennifer. <laughs> Bye, Jennifer. He could come out as a trauma surgeon because like they don't that. really have one.
1: And that which, way, you don't have to, you to kill no Carson. Sense. You could just you know
0: make him part of the. um... Well, they clearly had more doctors on Atlantis. They just... The staffing decisions that were made were just bizarre because they should have had a trauma surgeon out there for sure. Um, Because it's not like they could just, you know, take somebody who's critically injured and heave them back through the gate. I know. I don't know why the Numbers fandom hated Amita so much. I really liked her as a character. I liked Anita um, for for herself. Um, I thought she was brilliant and talented, but they kept seconding her to Charlie, and um, she kept making these sacrifices for him, especially at Simon st- in, in her career when at Simon in, in their relationship they didn't have a relationship that I didn't really understand. Um, they clearly wanted to keep her on the show, but they just were doing odd things. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when she had that opportunity to be a professor at Harvard, and Charlie kind of wasn't happy about it, and she wound up staying. And then she told him she stayed not because of him, but because CalSci had given him or her a really good opportunity. And I don't know, it just felt very. Um... One thing I did like is at the end, when she got um, invited to teach at Cambridge, that it was absolutely no discussion. Let's let's go you know, I'm gonna put aside all my stuff. And he became her plus one. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was great. I think that was the, my issue is I thought she was I really liked it when she was in her zone and when she was doing her thing. But when she was Charlie's plus one I I'd i I'd lose the thread with her.
1: because
0: um, <clears throat> I didn't understand why they were doing that to her. Because she was really so smart and she had so many skills and she was so talented. And I wanted to see her have things of her own, not just working with Charlie. Which they eventually did, but, you know, it took them a while.
2: Um,.
1: Okay, so they
0: all get to Atlantis, and the first thing that they have to deal with
1: is Lucius.
0: It was, really was horrible. I know they treated that, and there were a lot of things in that episode that were very funny. Um Especially everybody's just especially My favorite, I have to admit the funniest thing Was Carson losing his mind And being a fanboy But the implication is The implication of Lucius is really ugly Because he had all those wives Who were with him because he had um, Drugged them And they kind of took a humorous out for dealing with him But really they should have like, taken him out back and shot him Right, because he was a rapist Right And the assumption is he only raped women You don't know that for certain Right, absolutely not Because he had no problems Bending both men and women to his will And rape takes many forms well he that yeah, he mind raped everybody. Yeah. Creepy bastard. But you know, Stargate was really creepy about that whole consent issue thing anyway. There was that whole body change thing in SGU. You know, where they I were ever changing saw SGU. I didn't see it either, but I heard about it where um, this woman traded bodies with somebody on the Destiny, or whatever the ship was called, um, and she had sex with somebody else on the ship in that person's While she was body. In somebody else's body. Ew. Yes. Yes. Without any kind of prior discussion of it at all. And the show didn't address that that was really horrible. No, the fans lost their minds. <sighs> it's just really unfortunate. I mean, I, I they had that sort of issue come up. Um, um, that that just totally distracted <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm dropping laugh. <laughs> um. They had an issue come up in an episode of Buffy where uh, Faith takes Buffy and is in Buffy's body and goes and has sex with Buffy's boyfriend. And they addressed that shit head on. Buffy was furious, and so was Riley um, about the whole incident. They didn't, like, gloss over that this was a funny thing that happened one day or this is just another day at the office. Um, Buffy was enraged. Um And so they kind of dealt with it with the kind of gravity you'd expect for a situation like that. But shows sometimes it's like the writers don't realize it's like they don't realize that um, that they put things in that are going to be supposed that they think are going to be humorous or whatever, and um, they're really ugly and really heinous. And do you watch Grimm? I do. I haven't watched the the last season or so. There's an episode where Adeline, she's a witch, she's a hex and Mm -hmm. beast, changes Mm -hmm. herself to look like Nick's woman, Nick's girlfriend, and she has sex with Nick. Right. And gets pregnant. Never once do they bring up the fact that she raped Nick. And then, of course, this season, he fell in love with her. He fell in love with his rapist. Ew. Ew. They just glossed over the entire thing where he, where she disguised herself as Juliet and had sex with him. They, they just glossed over the whole thing. And I haven't been able to watch it. I mean, I haven't been able to watch it since that episode when – because they, they just never addressed it. They just never addressed it, and it really bothered me, so I haven't watched this season. I just can't. I just I have a real problem with it. But my mom watches it obsessively And so she talks about it And she's told me all about everything that's happened So it's like I watched it But I didn't have to actually watch it (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of the things that happened between um, A lot of the things that Adeline did uh, With Juliet um, Were really over the line And they weren't addressed in in the severity of, of, of in terms of severity of what actually happened. I mean, just tell, taking somebody else's identity, taking their face is bad enough, right? Fucking their man's another level. But she also mind-fucked um, Juliet in revenge for something that, that Nick, Nick did. did to her. Mm-hmm. Um They're all fucking each other over in this in in this show. The only person who isn't fucking anybody over is the werewolf. He just fucks Monroe. his wife. <laughs> yes. He just he just fucks his foxy wife. Literally, she's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> she is
2: literally a fox.
0: <laughs> she is. <clears throat> That's just one aspect of the of the show that really put me off. Um, but the other side of it is that that was after they took her baby away from her. I would have done a hell of a lot worse than what Adeline did, yeah, they did they did um it's like everybody decided what was best for her and didn't consult her on that whole thing with the baby. And it was um, and let her it, let her believe a lot of things that weren't weren't true, and it was that was really kind of ugly on everybody's part. The fact of the matter is, is I wouldn't necessarily been interested in sleeping with Nick because he would have been in a hole. There you go. I'd have killed them all. I would have killed them all. So they actually got off really easy for for what they did to her. Yes, yeah, she did some fucked up shit, but what what they did to her is another level. They took her baby out of her arms, and, get, and let her believe that it had been given to the royals, which is like the worst thing that could have happened to that kid. And then they did the second worst thing in Adeline's mind, was they gave her to a grim. Yeah. They gave her child to a grim to raise. Which, if the royals were the worst thing in Adeline's mind, the second worst thing had to be that her child would be raised by a Grimm. So, you know, the whole show, like I said, the only people who aren't fucking anybody over is Monroe and Rosalie, so far. <laughs> well, they, um, yeah, they fuck people over on that show the way they do on soap operas. <laughs> Since you mentioned The Young and the Restless. That is very, uh. I just don't get how is still alive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know how somebody hadn't <laughs> killed him yet. Just, it doesn't make any sense. And he also, the actor's got to be old as dirt. I have no idea how old this man is, but he was, like, old when I was little. Name is Eric Braden, and he was he's seventy five. See, <laughs> and honestly, he looks great for seventy five. He does. It's kind of amazing, actually, and creep Because I still think he has sex scenes on that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: hmm. anyways
1: <laughs> yeah, well, he All was the on the time getting it
0: on. <laughs> I hope he wasn't actually on <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> well, I don't think he's that old, um.
2: Another storyline after
0: the fourth in Titanic that you could play. probably resemble the powerful millionaire. <laughs> this is replicators. What about replicators? The their the replicators make us make a an appearance second season, and so does the ancient ship. Full of assholes. Make Make a, a an appearance second season of what? Atlantis. Isn't it second season? season? Because they get kicked off the city at the end of season two by the ancients, uh. and the ancients um, on no. tria, on the Tria get killed by replicators. No, no, that's end of season three, because then season two is that the finale of season two is the first of three parts with Michael with, on the race ship headed to Earth. Oh, um, let let hear said, it's mid-season three. But you're going to start it with the Michael, the, the first Michael episode? Yes. Not the first Michael episode, but when Elizabeth gets called, when when the Daedalus is pursuing, um, and John is on the ship with Michael. He remember when he kind of parked his yeah uh, three hundred two kind of on the Wraith ship. a la He's kind of there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, he um, they're so they're they're on the way they're on their way to Earth and. Um, it, and uh, Elizabeth has basically sent the Daedalus on a suicide mission um, to try to stop the Wraith ship. And they recall her to Earth to account for what's going on and why there's a Wraith ship headed for Earth. And so they pull her off, which makes no sense and in a major tactical situation like that, that you'd pull the city's commander away while all the other senior officers are in space. But whatever. So they pull her back to Earth and um, made her answer to that inquiry. And then she stayed in touch with Atlantis and kept running things, which, bizarrely enough, they put Taylor in command while Elizabeth was gone, which I did not understand at all. I like Taylor a lot. It's not a diss on Taylor, but it doesn't make any sense at all that she'd be fourth in command of the city. I, I agree. Just saying. Although um, she might have been the most level headed person on the city at that point. Very true. Very, very true. The rest of them are losing their fucking mind running around. Oh my god, it's right like, So she might have actually been the best choice from a pure sanity point of view. She's very zen. She is very zen. And she can kick most she, of their asses. <laughs> and she was very loyal to Elizabeth, which I actually very. think was part of the um, motivation because she would do what Elizabeth asked her to do. Yeah, I agree. So um so yeah, so they come in at that point so I, they they told Elizabeth, um what's his face? Um this whole show is gonna be what's his face and who's he what's, this because <laughs> names what's his because
1: name I barely know my own
0: name today. Um The the guy who replaced, replaced Elizabeth eventually, not right then but eventually. Um Woolsey. Woolsey, thank you. So Woolsey came to her and said that she was going back to the city, at least for now. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, like the, she, it's sort of like they kind of told her, sort of, you know, read between the lines, you're on probation, don't screw up again. Um, well, what if they didn't have that conversation? if they said, look, you know, this is just the whole thing with Michael. is a step too far. You guys took too many chances. You need somebody who's going to be a little bit more um, uh, deal with operational security. It's going to take it a little bit more seriously than you do. Because Elizabeth did not take operational security no. seriously at all. Um, so I think that would make a lot of sense that they would replace her. Um, and getting someone who's a civilian, I like the whole senator thing or ambassador thing, somebody who's a civilian but has a military background is sort of perfect. to, And because also because they want Charlie and they think, hey, we can get Dr. Epps if we get Senator Epps into Elizabeth's role. And conceivably, if he's a senator, or even if he's a first-term senator, he might have made some friends amongst the IOA, um, because that's how Elizabeth basically kept her position and even was allowed to go to begin with, is because people on the IOA um, pulled strings to get her there. At least that's the way I always interpreted it. Because do you remember when um, Landry, I can't believe I thought, I remember the name, when Landry uh, was telling her <laughs> that they wanted to send Caldwell out to be the military commander, and she said, mm-hmm. no, it's going to be John, and he said, well, we'll see about that. They had that kind of, we'll see about that kind of conversation, and she said, I promise you that there are more people on the IOA who like me than like you. They had that kind of, was that little, I don't remember exactly what they said, but she definitely um, she definitely told him her dick was bigger than his. <clears throat> she definitely did, and she definitely said that she basically had a lot of power with the IOA, um, and uh, I think that that was very reflective of the fact that she was allowed to stay the commander, um, the head of the expedition, when it became clear there was an imminent threat to Earth out there.
2: And a the civilian had at no business her. being in
0: charge. Right.
2: Elizabeth they found didn't the race, have
0: the mindset. To run a military operation? No. When you're the food, you don't bargain with the animal trying to eat you. <laughs> no. That just never works out well for the food. <sighs> and if they decide they don't like to deal, it's for sort of like, you know, negotiating with a cow, right? It's like, well, we negotiated this pasture land for you and. You get to do your thing here, but you know what? It's not working out so well for us. So, lunch. <laughs> was that ASAP fairy tale about the alligator and the turtle, or was the turtle was it something else? Where, no, it wasn't a turtle. It was, some, it was some animal that couldn't swim. The alligator promised him he wouldn't eat him, and he he would it was take a f- him across. Frog. The frog.
1: He...
0: I don't know, but he promised he would take him across. Was it a monkey? Monkeys can swim across a river and he wouldn't eat him on the trip. And then once they got on land he ate him? There's something very similar with a scorpion and a frog where a scorpion has a frog to carry across the river. The frog isn't certain about it because he doesn't want to get stung because scorpions are, you know, scorpions. And um, the frog still agrees and when they get across the Scorpion stings him and he says it's because it's in my nature. Exactly. Well, that's the race nature. I only remember that because there's um, a really good Buffy fic that deals with that whole fable of the scorpion and um, the frog. The scorpion and the frog. I've I've read a story about an alligator. That might have been something not Asap. Obviously, it was something else. Um, Same principle though. Yeah. There's in that in the story I'm thinking of that uh um Spike asks, you know, Xander how he can be okay with him being a a vampire and he says and he gets in the fable of the the scorpion. Um and he asks them something like along the lines of um, um he said you know, it's in the scorp- scorpion's nature to sting and he says, Yeah and he says, Well, is it in your nature to love me? and Spike says yes, and he says, then that's all that I care about, or something approximating that. That's very sweet. If I didn't hate Xander as a character, I'd want to read that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually a really good story, but I completely understand where that comes from. It's, you know, because, I don't know, in some ways I think the Wraiths are the worst of the bad guys in Stargate. Um. Yeah, I fucking hate Xander. I fucking hate that character, and I can't really go into why without bashing an author, so we just can't talk about it. It's not based on Xander in the show, though, so we can say that. It's yeah, because totally I, totally I never based actually on, watched totally a based on fan of Buffy. I've never watched a single episode of Buffy. So it's not about the actor or the character himself. It's about something I saw in fan fiction, and I really can't discuss it because I will go off and I'll have a terrible headache. And and she'll need, you know, at least a pint of ice cream. So and be, <laughs> there might be some hostile hostile eating of an angel food cake. So <laughs> there, there could be some hostile angel food cake eating. There there could be yes. But there's the story for those of you who are curious, it's called My Scorpion. It's by Firehorse. Um, I'll try to get a link. And I found it right away. I even I can't believe I remember the name of the author when I can't remember the name of anything else today. Well, that's just wrong. I don't have any cake, but I do have some chocolate chip cookies because yesterday was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, so I'm in chocolate chip cookies. National yesterday was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day? Yeah. I missed out. I had cookies, but I didn't have – or after I got my haircut, there's this place right across from where I got my haircut that has um, – this called it's four cream. four-hour haircut? It's only three. <laughs> well, was like two and uh-huh. a half, but it was three hours before I got home. But um, there's this place called Cream, um, which stands for – it has some name um, – Anyway, so it's, it's, you make you just design your own ice cream sandwiches, and they have like ten different, ten or twelve different types of cookies, and like twenty different types of ice cream, and all these things they can put around it. And you can get them on waffles or on donuts, cut in half, or you know, it's just all this stuff. So I should have gotten the chocolate chip cookies because they had chocolate chip cookies, but I got um, sugar cookies with coffee ice cream. If you have a cream around you, I highly recommend it. Their ice cream is banging, and the cookies are really good, too. I feel jealous, because I don't have one. I feel like I'm I'm being cheated. I do have a, a Mama Moose, which is fucking awesome. If you've never had Mama Moose ice cream, you don't know what you're missing. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. They have the plain flavors, and then you pick out your toppings. So like, like if you want, like, mint chocolate chip. And they mix it for you right there on a little slab of really cold... Um Oh yeah, we have Coldstone out here, yeah, with the same kind yeah. of idea. Mm-hmm. And um their sweet cream ice cream is one of my favorites. Oh, it's amazing. My sister had um she had the white chocolate macadamia nut cookies with blueberry mm-hmm. cheesecake ice cream in it. Oh my god. I just had an orgasm. That sound good. <laughs> I Had a food <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> I ordered first, right? So I ordered the the, the sugar cookies with coffee ice cream. Now she's looking. She goes, the white chocolate macadamia nut cookies with blueberry cheesecake ice cream." And I was like, "Can I change my order?" Oh, dang, you already made it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. I I I really do loathe the character of Xander. I will never be able to watch that show or read any of the thick in, in that in that fandom. <clears throat> Anyways <clears throat> So Don is In charge of the expedition Don he is, in, is charge. in charge of the expedition So he's I in think one of, the of the first expedition. things He's going to do Is like tighten up Operational security tremendously Which probably will Prevent that whole thing With Lucius from even happening Um Because as one of the things you address in 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 many of your um, Stargate stories is that they they take people to and from Atlantis directly, which is so bizarre. It's stunning to me because we know considering that people, their situation and and how precarious yeah. they are, they don't have the backup outside. Because you know in in SG one they they have they have a vast military force outside of the mountain. So there's some security there, but on Atlantis, they only got each other And even as to even even, it is, even with Stargate, it would make more sense for them to go through an alpha site or a beta yeah. site. Um, than to come straight back to the mountain except for emergency situations. And, you know, even then you would think actually probably the more emergency it is, unless somebody's, like, life is hanging in the balance, that you still you wouldn't want somebody who's under fire um, coming in through um, the main gate. No, you but, got bullets going through the fucking gate, hitting the city. Yeah. So you kind of eliminate that whole thing with Lucius because if Don immediately insists on tighter operational security and they, um, they put him and they make them go through an alpha site or a beta site, they stop, Carson is then stopped at the alpha site with Lucius. He's under the influence, and he's trying to get Lucius on the city without permission. And he stopped there. He never gets Lucius onto the city. And they would immediately investigate why their um, chief surgeon's judgment was suddenly so compromised. Right. And then they would figure out what was going on and what the deal was um, on that planet and remedy it without the entire city falling under Lucius' thrall. So I think one of the things – now, if this were a November plot, um, if we kind of did it this way, is to kind of give people an example of – because there's two ways you can go with the November thing. You can take your characters, whoever your characters, cherry-picked characters are, and plop them into the new fandom, which is what we did here. Or you can take your cherry-picked characters and put them in a complete world of your own creation. So we're doing option one, and which has the least world building to it because you don't have to create world rules. They exist already. But So in option one, if you're doing this, if this were for November, I would have um, the focus pretty much has to stay on your, for the most part, it has to stay with, the characters you've chosen, you know, the, your, this is your central cast, right? You wouldn't like, you know, if this were a TV show, you wouldn't suddenly detour to, um, plots at the SGC or, you know what I mean? And you have to deal with, Don is not going to like John Shepard. Probably not. They're probably going well, to he's not really... the canon version of John Shepard, because the canon version of John Shepard said he wasn't, um, of higher rank because he was lazy. I want to stab people whenever I think about it, because <laughs> <at> that's so <laughs> fucking dumb. Unless you change, John, and you can, it's your story. I can do whatever I want. You can do it. The world's your pickle. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I had, one of my favorite birthday cards is um, a paper pickle, <laughs> and it's it's a, it's that's what it is. When you open it, it's this big old long. It's shaped like it's, it's a pickle. And it's like, okay, something gets us me one year. And I open it up, and it says, bet you didn't expect to get a paper pickle for your birthday.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, no, I really didn't, but it's my favorite birthday card ever. It's a paper pickle. So when he says, the world is your pickle, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling all nostalgic. <laughs> but so you could either have a conflict there where – um John has to shape up, or you could have it where John is just utterly relieved to get somebody who understands his point of view in that office. I think I probably would write John as being. Um, I think there's going to be. I think they're going to rub, you know, butt heads a little bit. No matter what, because
2: mm-hmm. John's
0: used to being in charge at this point, basically when it comes to the military issues, and he still is technically, but Don's gonna have a much bigger hand in than Elizabeth ever did. Um so but I think that they, they're kinda gonna they're gonna kinda butt heads a little bit, but I think I'd write John as having done the best he could in the situation he was in.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he is probably gonna be relieved that he doesn't have to fight Elizabeth, on security issues anymore. I'm trying to remember, because I know they had some disagreements about... Although... Um...
1: Uh, Do you remember that...
0: Go ahead. I was just thinking that sometimes it's kind of obvious... And I'm honestly not sure if it was the actor or just his choice for the character. There seemed to be some resentment for Shepard when it came to Weir. Um, And it might come back to the fact that she had so much impact on his career and that he kept his position on Atlantis because of her. Not based on his own merits or not based on his actions and You know, um, all of it was because it was what she wanted. But remember the the episode, Elizabeth's last episode, essentially, um, where she gets a head injury. And John is so furious that Keller and McKay have done what they've done. And eventually they end up sacrificing Elizabeth to their applicators. John didn't look like he regretted it. (laughs) I mean, it was like, there was like no remorse there. Rodney was really upset, but John was like, okay, bye. (laughs) See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. (laughs) Bummer. (laughs) Well, for all that um, and then he spaces her when she comes back as a replicator without even blinking. yeah, that's cold. I'll just say it <laughs> well, so, she didn't she didn't Elizabeth usually was not very military in her mindset, but when John was on his suicide run at the end of season one, she didn't take it too hard either, no, which was kind of weird. I mean, I know that everybody was, like, pulling it out and doing what they had to do to get through the situation because they were all under imminent threat. But there was a remarkable lack of affect. In fact, the only one who really – I think this is like a shipper's dream come true. The only one who really viscerally responded to John's supposed sacrifice was McKay. Yeah. Yeah. Which could boil down to David Hewlett just being a much better actor than everybody else that was pictured in that scene. <laughs> everybody else, he like, is, okay. The camera's not on you; you don't have to do anything. Okay, blank faces.
1: <laughs>
0: but he was the only one who had any kind of. Of course, David Hewlett was probably one of the most talented people on that show, bar none. I can't think mm-hmm. of anybody else who was better. Um, frankly, he's he's an amazing actor. We we see that showcased really well in um, The Shrine, but also in Grace Under Pressure. It's just fantastic. um, I think the first time I really twigged into what – well, there were several episodes, several moments in season one where I thought that he was really talented. But um, the body swap with Cadman Mm-hmm. Um, when she's in his head. Well, not a body <laughs> swap, actually. she's in his head. Actually, not a yeah. body swap. She's in his head. Um, there, were, He did a really good job of being her when mm-hmm. she had control of the body. Um, he also did a really good job being Rod. Oh, yeah, Rod. When he played his alternate ego from another universe, it was complete polar opposite of McKay you know um, and you could tell he was just that's the, that's an actor's actor right there that's someone who can but a lot of times you see actors and they're just playing the same character over and over and over again you don't see that with David Hewlett. No he's definitely he's definitely very skilled and so maybe he went you know maybe they weren't given any direction and he just they just kind of went yeah, you know, you know, I think I need to have a reaction here. <laughs> this person uh, I've been best a year year with. No, fuck it. I've had popcorn and 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 watched football with this man. Um, Jesus Christ, the hottest person in Atlantis just died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> Why did we have to send the
0: hot one? <laughs> You noble self sacrificing bastard. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs>
1: but, so, but it does
0: remind that, me of that of that line in Doom where the rock character um gets attacked by a zombie and he looks at the camera, straight as the camera and says, I'm not supposed to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm- he, he had that whole. There were there was like some. Um, I don't even know what that was. That was so, that. It's like epic entitlement when you're like, wait a minute.
1: I'm not the one that's <laughs> supposed to die. <laughs> if someone
0: else is supposed to die. What the hell? I'm supposed to be the one that gets out of this. Sorry, All right, Carl walks away again. I really liked that movie. I know I shouldn't.
1: I, do too. I would love to
0: write that. I would like to let to write an AU of that with um. Um, I don't know. I'd want to do Shepherd, or
2: hmm.
0: Well, you could come, you could get together like your dream team, but the problem is, is that you know then you can't kill anybody.
1: <laughs> uh, I have a hard no, time killing time. my
0: darlings. Sorry, Stephen King, too. I just can't do it. I and I I think I like the whole team, and they all fucking die. It's like come on. Life is hard Steven I can't be killing my stuff My my babies My word babies As Carrie likes to say I can't be killing my word babies No No no.
1: (laughs) Can Duke live He certainly wanted
0: to I really like Duke (laughs) Or was it Um um, am I thinking about the wrong dude? I want the one who beat himself up against the window to live too. Was was that Duke? Because I liked him a lot. I need to watch Doom. Although I had hey, the Doom video game. was the one who almost went to the end. Um, it was Destroyer that I didn't want to see. Destroyer was my favorite, and he's the one he who was died, a, banging his head up against the window. No, that was. Goat. I like goat. 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 I liked goat. Yeah, Keith Urban was Grim. Literally, they called him Reaper. His, but, yeah. but, but his last name. John was Grim. Grimm, his, his codename was Reaper. Um, I really uh. Love the movie. I bought the game. The game gave me nightmares. <laughs> So the game a, is super creepy. <laughs> oh, the game is terrible. Um, and, and it's actually one of the reasons why I really, I was, I was really tickled by Doom. It's because they had that whole first-person shooter sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, when John takes the um, the the, gun, yeah. chrom- the chromosome thing, they had the whole first-person shooter thing, and yeah. that was like, I was like, I mean, that's got to be like every gamer's, you know, geekgasm that scene. I really enjoyed it. I have the game. I've I've played it all the way through a couple of times. The first time I played it it gave me nightmares. I still played it the next day. <laughs> you could do a different AU <clears throat> um where you take the 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 Doom that special operations team, um and uh put them on Atlantis.
1: Mm, as it
0: is. Grim. Um, Sarge, Destroyer, Goat, Duke, Portman. Portman was such a twat. Um, <laughs> There's always a Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> Hudson, Portman, they're all the same. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. This little girl survives. <laughs> game over, game over. <sighs> Fucking Hudson. I would love to do an Aliens um, AU. I think that would be really awesome. I would also like to do Speed where John Shepard plays the role of Kenny Reeves and Rodney takes the Sandra Bullock role. (laughs) (laughs) But Sandra Bullock could actually drive the bus. (laughs) It would be so much fun, though. But that's the point of um, November's challenge, is to take characters and drop them down in a complete AU um, where they're born there and they live there they die there. That's their move, and and you have to um, immerse them in this new universe completely. So if you were doing something like what I mentioned with um, taking the DOOM team, I don't know if that um, that was the SSRT thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: rapid res- uh, the RRTS, sorry, Ra- rapid response tactical squad, so you take an RRTS, and you say, well, we're gonna, we've got operational security issues on Atlantis, and we're going to put you guys on Atlantis, and you're going to deal with operational security, and you're going to go out and kill race. And you just plunk. So instead of these guys dealing on a, in a universe where Mars has a scientific base, you're now in the SGA universe, and that's all that they have known. There's none of this, the Grim family on Mars, that stuff is all erased. So Reaper wouldn't have the serum. Right. Unless he got it in another way. Unless there was some kind of secret government shadowy operation and he's being shuttled to Atlantis to hide him. You you could do that. Or you could have um, Samantha find it out there in the Pegasus galaxy. But why would they give it to him? Well, you'd have that whole – you could actually recreate the whole mess of that was Doom on Atlantis. But that's too much like the original verse. It would be. You You basically would do a ret- – and actually, if you were going to do that, you wouldn't want to bring in the RTS. You'd want to use the S. Stargate characters.
1: Which would, would be slot. more of
0: a remix than a, than a direct right. AU. Um, right. But see, so you you wouldn't, so you'd probably throw the serum thing out unless, like you said, he already had it before he got there. But you could do something really interesting with with taking them out of their doom universe, and you put the RTS into on Atlantis, and you know, shake and bake, and <laughs> see, see what shakes out, see what shakes up, and see who gets killed. <laughs> Because those fuckers were kind of crazy. I mean, how how would Portman deal with the race? I think he's going to be trying to get back to Earth as fast as like, possible. <sighs> well, it'd be, it would have been really super realistic in Atlantis, um, pre-end of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Is some new recruit getting out there, getting a face full of race, coming back to the city, going to John saying, sir, I'm gay. <laughs> I am so gay. I am the gayest man in Pegasus. <laughs> I need I you to write blow me you right up now to prove it. <laughs> Just send me Any charges filed? <laughs> I want to go back to Earth. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a really kinky fic I read once, where there was this this young soldier on Atlantis and he was leaving and he had a super huge crush on John and John was kind of in a relationship with Rodney and Rodney wanted to watch this kid blow John so they arranged it so the kid could do it but Rodney didn't enjoy it as much as he thought he would <laughs> 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 suddenly their open relationship was a problem <laughs> well, but that God, wasn't but, fun but, get, a, but, get off my man <laughs> <laughs> but John did get a blowjob out of it. <laughs> okay, you can get your mouth off my man's dick now. That's great. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Speaking of Kira, she has a new show coming on ABC. Does she? Uh. 10 Days in the Valley. She plays a TV producer whose daughter disappears. I I guess it's a mini series. It's a 10 episode series. Um it's I guess each day is an episode um because it's it's called 10 Days in the Valley. Oh wow. Next year. I love Kira Sedgwick. That could be why I have the name I have even though I smelled I spelled it Kira way. But I, but I like Keira Knightley too. Um, I'm terribly fond of Kira Sedgwick. Uh, I kind of fell in love with her when she was in some, something to talk about because she need her sister's philandering husband in the in the nuts. Now, and I fell in love. <laughs> so I just googled Kira Marcos with the other spelling. Mm-hmm. And there is a Kira Marcos with that spelling,
1: <laughs> but
0: Google immediately asked, "Did you mean Kira Marcos, K-E-I-R-A? I was
1: like, "Well,
0: no, I didn't." I have sentence. to go do no. it. There's <laughs> a Kira Marcos on Facebook, with the, but my but my my website shows up down after the Facebooks.
1: Kira Marcos, like
0: you, you you must mean. K-E-I-R-A. You must mean that's that's, yeah. that's what Google is that's what basically Google saying that is, is you made a typo. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked that up. <laughs> that's not, that's not what you meant. All my results are me. That's nice. I don't dig deep in my Google results cuz I don't want to see anybody who's talking shit about me <laughs> cuz don't It's a double-edged sword, because I don't actually care, but if I looked, I would obsess with it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't care enough to look, but if I knew... That's why whenever Zara Azkaban loses their shit on me, I eventually go over there and look. I can't help myself. Assholes. entitled Man Babies. As I should get control of that group and rename it Man Babies. <laughs> or if I could email the author and say, hey, can I have your group? I mean, you're not really using it. <laughs>
1: you, you could, like, you could rename assholes your... You lose their minds. <laughs> you
0: could rename your asshole folder to Man Babies.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> no, because I got bitches in there too. <laughs>
1: Mm. <laughs> there are, think, you
0: know honestly they're, um, they're kind of pitiful um, and uh, it's it's really a shame that they're so invested in um, uh, in someone they don't know and who honestly wouldn't give any of them the time of day in person because I wouldn't
1: <laughs> Just, well, I'm I that kind of saying... asshole <laughs>
0: All they're so mad about, okay, so we'll just distill it down. All that they're mad about, what's got their panties in such a knot for so long and this grudge they're carrying on is because you said no. That's right. It. And how you dare I? No, and you, they just can't deal with it. How dare a woman tell them no? I'm double birding my screen right now. <laughs> I could feel it, too.
2: <laughs>
1: you can hear it on the wind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like Kira's spraining a finger right now. <laughs> it's really difficult to take them seriously. I think if I was younger I'd be really intimidated by them and by their their really um intense uh anger. Towards me, what did I say no to? So one of them offered me constructive feedback, and I said no, and they lost their shit, and he went over there and complained about me being an entitled bitch and a diva and um. I think he called me an experiment or a specimen he called me a specimen, and it went on from there and then there was somebody else in the group who just um I banned because he was homophobic um so he joined the bandwagon and then there was another one I banned for other reasons um and, and then uh, you had the then you you basically said and and then you made your site members only and I kicked, them out, I kicked them all out banned their IPs. <laughs> kicked them all out. So you said no again, and then they really lost their minds. You're like, well, if you don't like my no, that you can't give me constructive criticism. If that bothers you so much, then you don't have to read my stories at all. And it's like, so it's like no. Well, you bitch. Okay, no again. Oh my god, I'm gonna have flaming for all eternity publicly. Yes. <laughs> but the best part is is that my IP blocker, when one of them hits the with the, my site with their IP address, unless they've paid to have it changed, um or else they use a public terminal. Um, it goes to that video on YouTube called I blocked you. <laughs> you know the oh, music the, one? The, the riff on Philo Green, fuck you Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, fuck you. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. Yeah, I blocked you. It's it's my favorite. Yeah. One of them got around it and even congratulated me on being such a terrible smartass. Um, I immediately banned him again. (laughs) And I'm sure he's gotten around it again. And when I find him, I'll ban him again because it's my hobby and it's what I do. Also, these dumb motherfuckers go into Zara Azkaban with their actual real email addresses. and I, I harvest their email addresses every once in a while and then go through and mark all of them as assholes on my site, and I don't delete their accounts. But if you're marked an asshole on my site, you can't read any of my stuff. You can log in, you just can't read. <laughs> 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 I gotta have some. And they, and they, fucking and they email it. me. I can't... I can't read. I can't figure out why it won't let me read. Oh, I don't know. Have you tried logging out and logging back in? Perhaps you should reboot your computer. (laughs) Maybe it's your ISP. What country do you live in? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe your country doesn't allow. I mean, there are countries that block Kara's site. And there's a video for anybody who wants to see it. It could be your assholeish homophobia. My site's allergic to it. Yeah. Anyway, I gotta amuse myself somehow. And if they're listening right now, they're probably fucking losing their minds. I don't care. Fuck them. Not literally. No, in a very figurative way, where there's a cactus involved. Because <laughs> you gotta be a grown-ass man to ride this ride. Not a man, baby, on the internet. Um, you hit the twat waffle detector. That's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. Next time one of them emails me, <laughs> you've hit the twat waffle detector. You have to put, you're gonna to have to put a surprise page up somewhere. <laughs> oh, that would be great. After I get tired of sending them to the block you page. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that. My site has determined that you are a twat waffle. <laughs> we have noticed... Please come again. We have taken note of your twat waffleness. And we would like Fucker. to say that you shall not pass. That's what I up there gay wizard. <laughs> what you get for telling me how to write my stories, you asshole.
1: Don't
0: you I just, dare put her gay sex in that story. Excuse me? I'll I just think told him every- that I didn't think he was qualified to give me constructive feedback. I still believe yeah. it. Well, you weren't. I mean, I read that whole exchange. He, he, he had. He wasn't giving constructive feedback. That was, was not even. It wasn't even in the same ballpark as constructive. He was treating you like a social experiment, quite frankly. He was, yeah. He was. He was baiting you. And he got really, really, really upset with me when I stopped responding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or when I didn't respond in the way he wanted me to. And then you said no, and he lost his mind. He went and found an outlet for his crazy. Um, Among the other crazies, I'd said no to. <laughs> <laughs> They're like a support group, you know. They get together and they bitch about the fact that Kira said no. all <laughs> <Is> Kira's us. K A. Have your fun, man babies. (laughs) Although, oddly enough, as bad as they are, as terrible as they are, as homophobic as they behave, as much as they complain about um, shitting my fic and not being able to log in, not being able to copy my stuff, none of them ever threatened to cut my head off. So there's that. I did get one of those, but it wasn't from somebody from Zara from Azkaban unless they're not active on the Zara Azkaban list or they're doing it under another name. Um, so, so there's that. Well, that's, um, that's an interesting <laughs> silver lining for the man babies that I wouldn't have thought of. <laughs> At least they're not throwing out death threats on the group either. They just bitch and whine and complain like a bunch of man babies, and so they're they're not threatening, um, which is actually a departure (laughs) from how men behave when they gather in groups to (laughs) hate on somebody. What? And every once in a while somebody will come and go, I don't understand what the issue is. Somebody, she just doesn't want you to like, if she doesn't want you to comment on her fic, just don't do it. And then they'll rip that person apart. Like, how dare you have an opinion that is contrary to my need to be said to be able to force my opinion on people. And if one more if one more of those fuckers tells me I'm violating their First Amendment rights, Ugh. dude, I am not the fucking government. I can't violate your your rights. They start talking about freedom of speech and censorship. It is the craziest thing I've ever <laughs> I've ever read. <laughs> they just Kira just censors everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's what Kira does. She just runs around censoring people. Yeah, I actually get that complaint a lot on Rough Trade. Um We do we censor the fuck out of you people. No regrets. they. But you know what? And if you don't like it, you don't have to come to my fucking site. That's just the way that goes. I mean, if you don't like it, go elsewhere. There are plenty of other places that you can read uh, um, over 500,000 words of fic. Just take yourself elsewhere. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm at two million words personally, but RT um, went, I think, 750, I haven't checked. Yeah, a million and a half, yeah, something like that. Was like 1.4 million the last time you did a word count? I'll go do it right now. I have to turn something on that I can't turn on normally because it makes people unable to post when I have it active. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I guess it makes the word count static. I don't know. It just it, 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 um, it isn't working correctly. But um, as far as that part goes, but I just deactivate and activate it as I need it. Oh, um um oh what's her face. I you know, I never I almost never I almost never do this. I almost never call out um a reader on being a bonehead publicly. What's her I mean, face? You know. <laughs> but I do have one. There's one who's I don't know if she's trolling me at this point or if she really <laughs> is this thick who insists Time after time that Kira and I are the same person. And she'll listen to a radio show
1: and send me a Of the comments. Two of us.
0: Yes, we're both on the show together. About, and she'll call me Kira. Okay. So I would like to <laughs> say to you right now, because I know you're going to listen to this show, and you're probably going to have something to say, we are still two separate people because I heard from her this week. When Kira's site went down,
1: I got an email <laughs> about
0: your Kira Marcos site is down. So I went to check oh on this one.
1: Oh, like, my oh God. Oh, my God.
0: Stop it, you crazy woman. Look, I live on, in one part of the country, and she lives in another. We're not even neighbors, much less the same person. And also, her first her first bout on RT, she was writing Slytherin Black, right? No, you were writing Emergence, and I was yeah. writing The Unseekable Plot. Between mm-hmm. the two of us, we produced almost 300K in a month. Mm-hmm. That's one crazy for it to be One literally person literally could not do that. Crazy ass. That's why I think Bless your I'm, heart. I'm, I'm not certain if she's completely insane. I know she listens to the podcast because she sent me messages about stuff she heard on the podcast. So when you hear this, don't quit. And the thing is, she calls me Kira. That's how she addresses me. She addresses me as Kira, comma, I listened to your show last night. I'm just like, this is like the most epic trolling ever, or this is the stupidest person alive. Our word count for Rough Trade is one million three hundred seventy-eight thousand, but I had to delete um, project files that weren't weren't being used, so that's why the number changed. Mm. Bye bye project files. Yeah, bye bye. But no, um, seriously, dude, if you if, if you are listening, we we really aren't the same person, so stop calling her. Kira, I'm sure she's flattered, yeah, but, but come I on know, now. I do yeah, sure. <laughs> Why don't you, let's just change the pace. Why don't you write Kira, I'll go to her site, use your contact form, and call her Jilly. We'll just, just balance things out for a while.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just see how that works out for her. It won't. <laughs> come on now. Uh, it's crazy. And we also wrote... Again during a, a, a rough trade where you were riding Slytherin Black and I was riding um Darkly Loyal. Darkly Loyal both of us went over a hundred K during that month. Come on now. Keep up. Unless you think I'm cheating at Rough Trade. Your ventriloquist? And a ventriloquist and you cheat at Rough Trade. And or I'm paying you to be Jilly on the air with me. Maybe that's what she thinks. That's that's. I I need to get a new life or something in <laughs> that case. I mean, because seriously, if I was going to do that, I'd actually make my make my sister do it for free. <laughs> I'm just saying, I've got two sisters. One of them would do it for fucking free. Okay, she pays me in cake decorating links. I know, I'll just
1: admit
0: it. <laughs> I need a buttercream fix, and she's my dealer, so.
1: <laughs>
0: Our riding styles are different. Um, me and my sister and two of my cousins and my mother and my cousin's mother all sound exactly the same. You cannot tell us apart on the phone. To the point where when my husband would call my mom's house, when I I lived with her, um, he would ask for me specifically, even if he thought it was me, because once he called my sister baby. Oh, there's nothing creepy about that. (laughs) He was like, we can't do that again. (laughs) (laughs) There'll be none of that. (laughs) She, she, She was tickled. She was... Thoroughly tickled um, But I have a cousin who sounds exactly like me um, We we grew up together So we have the same expressions um, We have a lot of the same stories Obviously because we were both there for them um, It's just craziness She still sounds a little bit younger than me though But she's a year older Huh. Not as young as Senna, but younger than me. Um, and when I was younger, I couldn't order pizza. I was really thrilled when online ordering became a thing. Because it wasn't until about six years ago that I actually got to the point where people wouldn't question me when I called in food. Is your mommy at home? Is she wanting you to call in this order? It happened a lot in college. I'm like, look, dude, I am 20 years old. Bring me a fucking pizza. He goes, well, that's, that, that's adult enough. Okay, it'll be $10. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a very young voice, and that actually is very common in my family. Um, my my mother is in her 60s, and she has a very young voice. She sounds a great deal like me. Um, people do confuse her for me on the phone. Um not my husband because he's gotten used to our different um, inflections, you know. Because she does speak a little differently as far as the rhythm goes, but we have the same tone of voice, um, very similar. So I don't sound <laughs> anything like my family, and I don't sound anything like you. No, you don't. So, but you do have a really interesting accent, and I can't place it. Um, uh, a little bit of California, a little bit of Georgia, a little bit of Texas. A little bit of Canada. I think I pick up the Texas more than anything. There's this Probably. girl on, on YouTube called Hila, and she does Hila cooking, and you sound a lot like her. She's hilarious. She's um she's from Texas, and I think she's in California. Anyway. But, no, Jillian and I really aren't the same person. I promise. I always have this one crazy person who who is really insistent about it. But we really do have a different um, writing style. You're more plot-driven, where I'm more character-driven. Yeah, I think that's fair. Which I you is write- why I like, I like reading your work, because it's so much different from my own. Yeah, you write. I think you write, tend to write more dialogue than I do. I mean, I don't. I'm not skimpy on dialogue, but I don't. Um, um, I don't. I don't think I write as much dialogue as you do because I'm not as I don't tend to have as much character interaction. Which is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but interesting because it it creates a different kind of um, uh, narrative. Uh, Especially in your last Gibbs fix that you did, that I baited. What was it called? Name's Memories. Gone. Memories. Yes, mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Um, um, and kind of a departure for you because um, it was so focused on his character and his movement through the story. It was just, it was really well done. Um, but kind of different than, than what it you was, normally do. It was very different for me. Um, to... Um, it was, it was probably as close as I'd ever get to a character study. Is that story? <laughs> I'm gonna ignore what you just said in the chat room. <laughs> we don't need to add fuel to that crazy fire, okay? <laughs> I can write in different styles. I I obviously do. Um, I think my style in first person is a lot sharper and meaner than um, what I do in third person. And when I do a deep third person, it's just as sharp. Like, um, I think it's pretty easy to compare uh, invisible repercussions with um, it's all fine which is one's a Stargate fic and one's a a Sherlock fic. And the Sherlock fic is written in first person, um, and the SGA fic is written in first person, but they're both very um, penetrating as far as the um, character development goes. I don't... um, I've written a lot in first person, not under this pen name, but I've written a lot in first person. I get very... um, my writing goes really dark in first yeah. person. Yeah, Um I get so wrapped up in the character, and and one of the reasons I had to stop— cha- I had one of the reasons I had to stop writing in first person is because I start to have personality problems. <laughs> I would get so in my character's headset that I would start acting like them because I would channel she's them met- so intensely. She's me. method writing. <laughs> that's really so, interesting that's because. It. Um, when I wrote the um, the McKay story in first person people were really put off by it I got a lot of people going oh my god what'd you write what was that <laughs> I didn't know that was you because I'd written it for um, I think it was a secret when I wrote it and it wasn't until later that it was put up on my site um, it was like a, like a secret Santa um, and no one knew that it was mine no one even guessed that it was mine when it was on secret Santa or mix-up match, whatever it was, Um, it was put up in secret at first, and no one guessed it was me because it was such a departure. And a lot of people said it made them uncomfortable. That that, that McKay's characterization made them uncomfortable, but I think, honestly, when I look at that fic, that is the most in-character fic I've ever written for McKay. Hmm. It's called I Spy. And Rodney's kinda of stalking Shepard. As in kinda he's totally stalking Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kinda it's totally happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He totally followed him down the street with a lifestyle with a lifetime detector. <laughs> he's following the hell out of that shit right there. And people were, um were uh disturbed by um by the characterization of McKay, and it was written in first person. Um, It's on my site. Uh, Some people said they would never read it again, that it wasn't bad writing, that it just freaked them out. I'm like, hmm. (laughs) I did notice that when I wrote in first person, um, I only wrote one, I always wrote single point of view in first person. I never could could do multiple points of view first person. Um, Good, because that's probably... fucking annoying oh
1: my god it's weird uh, but,
0: uh, but as a result I really did feel like I was like in that character's headspace you know I was just like channeling it and it was not it wasn't a good thing when you're writing someone who's you know like suicidal <laughs> I was like oh or at least they wound up that way <laughs> I was like cause I'm like trying to deal with all these difficult things that have happened to the character and I was like wow this is terrible. I don't know how he can live like this. <laughs> this is really um, I, I think I think that he'd probably commit suicide at this point. <laughs> it was a terrible terrible place to be. I had to put that story down.
2: No more like, mess
0: in writing, Jilly. Um, I think there are some authors in the Exiles fandom who actually used that term. Um, I don't remember. It's so long ago but um, yeah, it was um, yeah, that would be, it, it was very weird It's something I don't really dig this, so I'm not going to do it again.
1: It's craziness.
0: Um, I know a method writer who actually blindfolded herself um, for an entire month. She learned Braille. She brought a character who was blind. Wow. She was very dedicated to it. She spent a whole month blind. She had to hire, um, she paid her cousin to dump, to live with her, to help her, in case she had an accident because she refused to do, to take off the hood she put on. Damn. And when she had like these little goggles that were blacked out that she put on when she, when she took a shower, but she was um she was blind for the entire month. That is a lot of dedication to your craft. It was a very good book disturbing but good. <laughs> because when when you dig deep in a character you um it can take um it can take you places. Yeah. It really can. And sometimes they're not good places. Um but mm. in I Spy, um I think uh Rodney's um Bluntness and his obsessional nature and his honesty was very difficult for people to to um, confront in first person. Where if I had written it in third person, I don't think anybody would have blinked an eye. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true because people, people – that level of um, – that distance that you get – um in between first and third person, allows mm-hmm. you to, um, even, though, even though you'd be in Rodney's point of view, Rodney making these observations about himself, because it's third person, it's almost more like the readers observing these things, rather right. than Rodney himself is saying these things. Um, I tried to do a um, a first person thing, um, a brief first person thing with um, with an NCIS story, and of course in Tony's point of view. But I actually didn't want to, um, with the, especially with the story idea I've been working on. I actually didn't want to be in his head. Um, it felt really because uh, I was working on a dead air um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: dead air story, and I just didn't want to be that intimately connected with his headspace going through that kind of a trail. It's a lot easier and more comfortable to observe from a distance. It is, it is, because that's, it's, um... One of the most disturbing parts about dead air to me, I probably need to put a dare tag on this. <laughs> People get upset about dead air if you if you don't tag for it. Um, bitches. Anyways. I kind of didn't mean that. Dead air is not a Mostly. warning. <laughs> they do, I They get. A, they,
1: they will get... They
0: won't get happy about it. Um, One of the the things that deeply disturbed me about Dead Air um, that isn't always tackled in Dead Air Fix is that by turning off the radio, Tim and Ziva basically said they did not care if Tony lived or died. They literally did not care if he lived or died. And it's not always addressed in Dead Air Fix that depravity. I mean, it's just it's it's pathologically um, it's just it's it's ter- it's it's so fucking terrible. It's so fucking terrible because. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> um, it's why it, it's so horrible that it's why depraved indifference is its own crime i mean they have a whole separate um classification of of crime around murderers when you were depraved indifference to something that happened to somebody somebody's murder or somebody's death um because it's horrible. It is horrible to completely not care. Is it just a terrible, <laughs> terrible, and to deal the and the story that I started writing in first person was impetus, which was um, one of my um, um, evil author day stories. Uh, which was a very short one I did. It was like only like three or 4,000 words. And I couldn't deal with it in first person, which is why I switched to third person. Um, and because I have Tony very angry in that story about what happened. And one of the things he points out to Gibbs is that Gibbs trying, Gibbs doing anything but firing McGee and Ziva for what happened is Gibbs being indifferent to Tony's life as well. I agree. And... Um, and that Tony values his life too much to continue on uh, with this circumstance. But I started that in first person, and I was so uncomfortable um, that I didn't want to get into that headspace of what that must feel like to be betrayed that way, because I really, you know, most people have dealt with betrayal on some level, but that somebody being so indifferent to um, someone living or dying that way is something that, that not a lot of people... Um, have had to experience, and I just didn't want to get into that that mental space. And I was going, I was going there in first person, and I didn't want to, so I backed out and switched it to a third person um, writing exercise, which is where I'm more comfortable. Because, you know, I fear if I'm ever to write first person again, it is going to be a story where there's nothing majorly traumatically wrong. With She's gonna character. do a My Little Pony AU in first person. There you go. Or Care, Care Bears. Bear one. It'll, it'll be yeah. Care Bears and My Little Pony. I, I think I think when I did that Care Bear test, I was Hug a Lot Bear or something like that, you know. So Share Bear and I can get together and. I've considered doing um, a first person challenge on Rough Trade, but it's such a um, difficult point of view that I think it would um, demoralize a lot of people. <laughs> Well, it takes the naked part to a whole nother level because it does it it does it's um it's it's very difficult, and when you fail at first person, it feels very personal um also when you write in first person, often your reader um makes assumptions about you like you're telling them a true story. <laughs> It's very weird. It's very weird. <sighs> yes, they do. I, one of the stories I wrote in first person, my back, because the first fiction, not very first, but first, um, probably first fiction as an adult, I wrote. I tried it in first person. and just Because my fiction I'd always written as a kid is always in third person. I thought, oh, I'll try something different. No. Um, I wrote um, a character who had been... Um, pretty seriously abused as a child. And some of that was coming out in the stories, of the effects of it and his psychological profile and stuff. It was, it's all factored in, right? And so people were writing me about um and saying things like and they were trying to be supportive, but they were saying things like, "Oh, you know, you must have been abused as a child. You know, I can feel your childhood through this and it must have I can't imagine what you were." I'm like,
1: "Whoa."
0: Back that's a fucking so, train up <laughs> That's so crazy. This is crazy. A piece of fiction. <laughs> Please so crazy. do not read into my life, into what I'm writing here. Please don't. That's just no. I um like I have we're done in ninety seconds. Um, I've written a lot of um porn, obviously, um, and I've also written um some suspense in the past, and um, uh, about six or seven years ago, I was at a um a tea. We do that in the south. I was at a tea and um, with my mom and a couple of aunts and a couple of cousins and um, a bunch of bitches I did not know. And one of them said, "Oh, you're the one that writes erotica. Do you do all that creepy stuff you put in your books?" I said, "Yes, I'm currently writing a suspense. I'm getting really tired of all the holes in my backyard." Because they're so quick to assume you're doing all the fucking in your book. But they never assume you're doing all the killing that you're writing about. <laughs> I'm just saying. You should have seen her face. It was fucking priceless. That's our show. Um, we'll probably, I don't know, not tomorrow, but maybe on Sunday. We'll catch you later. Bye. Shut,
1: Shut up, up, up and sit up, down. And sit down. down.